come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my work. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman Hi, and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I'm your Polterguide, Kinsey. I'm your Polterguide, Donna. And I'm your Polterguide, Mac. And this week, we watched the 1979 film, When a Stranger Calls. And um, for those of you, we'll go ahead and just, for those of you that don't know what it's about, our good, good buddies at IMDb, they want you to know that a psychopathic killer terrorizes a babysitter then returns seven years later to menace her again that's an interesting description of a third of that movie that is what that movie is about as far as i can recall yeah that's what that movie is about yeah yeah uh it's 20 minutes of a good movie encased in bullshit yeah it's a bullshit sandwich is what it is it's got two fine pieces of bread but somehow you ordered wrong at subway and the innards of that sandwich are just bullshit. Mac, I think that is a perfect time to segue into, uh, let's go around, did you like it, did you not like it? Had you seen it before? <laughs> I, I will cop full responsibility. We watched this at my suggestion, and I only suggest it because the latest Blu-ray edition case, like uh, Sony, Columbia, uh, etc., uh, have been releasing old movies in very attractive Blu-ray packagings that are that look like the old VHS releases, like they used to do with the the black case with the kind of the red border. And I I was so tickled by that I had never seen it before, but I saw the the Blu-ray at Vintage Stock and I just bought it sight unseen. Um, and so no, I don't like the movie. I think. Carol Kane, uh, the newly minted chief engineer of the Starship Enterprise, Carol Kane, is a delight and is great in everything and isn't great in this, but she's in it for 20 minutes, disappears, the movie becomes insanely frustrating, and then she comes back to join the frustration. All right. I thought you had seen this before because I remember how excited you were when you showed me the Blu-ray only the cover that I, okay okay that, that's all that was happening there all right so, so this I, is your deep blue sea <laughs> possibly yeah i love it that's great <laughs> so i had seen this before um i always forget about the bullshit middle and then when i get into it i'm like oh this is ugh. yeah it's a slog it's a slog and it's not oh. even that long like but it nope. feels like it's forever um i i like it when it's just carol kane and even then it's the first 20 minutes other than that overall i would say eh, not really but yeah. but that that opening 20 minutes all day every day solid you can see where wes craven saw that and said that's not a bad way to open a picture. Right. Full stop. No other comments. Yeah. I uh, I saw this movie, and then I think a decade or two later, I saw it again, and then I saw it this time. And I remember reacting the same way the second time I watched it, which was, one, how did they make this movie 90 minutes long? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the only thing I remember is the parts that Carol Kane are in. That's it. I don't remember the middle at all. So I remember sitting there going, how do they make a movie about a girl getting crank phone calls to 90 minutes long? And apparently the remake is just that. It is the opening extended to 90 minutes. Okay. See, that would be, that would be, uh, assuming they can put some stuff in, that would be yeah. an okay movie. And then, but yeah, I don't remember. And I, assume, in fact, at the point I woke up this morning, I was like, oh yeah, some stuff happened in the middle. Yeah. Okay. So I'm already in the process of forgetting the bullshit in the sandwich. I'm, I'm already in the middle of forgetting that rotten meat and moldy cheese in the middle of that nice crusty bread that we had. You know how you know how they put a little bit of cheese on the griddle before they put the bread down on it? So it's got that nice crust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm already yeah. in the middle of forgetting the rotten meat that they put in the bread. So anyway, I like Carol Kane is my curly haired goddess. By the way, I would say Donna, and I mean this in the, the the absolute best way. You have a Carol Kane energy to you. Thank you. I yeah. I I will accept that. Yeah, I, like I, I've often thought that, like uh, watching her in uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, there there is a Donna esque chaos energy there. That is, it, it's yeah. I accept that with joy. That may be my happy place now. It, it is intended in that way, yes. I will accept that with with delight because, yes, I adore Carol Kane. She's fantastic. She, I think, even at this point, she's an she when she made this movie, she was an Academy Award winner or nominee. I, I I'll have to double check that. Mm. Uh, so th- she is way overclassing this movie. Like Taxi. I don't remember. I don't remember where Taxi falls in in her career, but Mm -hmm. her in Taxi with Andy Kaufman. Oh, my God. So good. So good. I don't think she was quite on Taxi yet because I think she joined in later seasons. Yeah. But that was that was soon to be, if not already happening. And then she'd already been in. Annie Hall, which had won Best Picture two years earlier, too. So she, she is a, an A-list character actor slumming it in this in this movie, elevating when she's on screen. But it, it's a it's a big drop off when she's not. Well, so and I we're, think... st- we're still in the I'm sorry, Kenzie. <clears throat> oh, no, we're no. Still in, we're still in the do you like it? Do you not like it? So let me just yeah. let me just stop here and say. I like the 20, 30 minutes that Carol Kane's in it. Yeah. And I think that's, well, that's the the point that I was starting to make was this movie wouldn't work without her. Not even close. Like even if it's another actress playing that role, I don't think it, it it could work because I've seen the remake uh, from 2006. That's just, that and it's fine it's fine yeah. i mean they even have lance henriksen as the one on the phone but it doesn't it's not memorable i mean it's it's part right. of that slew of horror films like let's remake or retweak old horror films during that middle 
middle aughts like that's what this that falls into yeah. and it's fine like it's it's fine um but now that now that i know you hadn't seen this before <laughs> did you know that there is a sequel to this that showtime did in I, 1990 91 called when a stranger calls back i i learned about that through wandering on wikipedia uh right. i think it's going to be harder to track that one down than anything else that one you if you find it it'll be like on a dvd kind of thing yeah scream factory may eventually get to releasing it because they released psycho 4 which was a showtime only movie also about that same time so yeah you could get there and it's and it was all right like it was it's more her like it's yeah and so yeah well I, I, to to extend on that i would say yeah i'm not a fan of the movie but if they wanted to do a legacy sequel and bring Carol Kane back again, like like maybe even ignore the second one or, or whatever you have to do, but like Carol Kane now energy in 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 a in a horror movie, I'm there for that. But uh, yeah, uh, have have the three of us been in such perfect sync in our review of a movie ever? I'm not sure. I don't think we've, we've so. had roughly similar notions about a movie or similar feelings about a movie, but it's coming from slightly different places. I don't think the three of us have ever had a almost exactly the same review of a film. I don't think so either. I think we're yeah, yeah. That is a that is a weird thing for us to be this yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's not not a weird thing that we're in sync, but just a weird way that it. Yeah. comes about i think and a weird movie that would that would so unify us yeah <laughs> i think yeah. that's more it's it's like really this is the movie that yeah <laughs> that did it <laughs> so i i saw before i actually saw this film because i was probably junior high when i saw this film but there's a and i'm i don't know if it still holds up because i haven't seen it i own it but it's been a it's been a several years since i've watched it there's a fantastic clip show movie called terror in the isles and they talk about this opening 20 minutes it's hosted by donald pleasance and what else nancy, would you talk about yeah and nancy <laughs> allen and they really deep dive into this and I, that's where i was first introduced to this movie and i mean they hyped the hell out of it yeah I mean, you mentioned Donald Pleasance and Charles Durning ain't no Donald Pleasance, I tell you. No. Not even close. I was waiting for him to do a little two-step as he's the governor of Texas. I did not get a little two-step when he was as the governor of Texas. No. Nope. That's why you got to bring in the president, Donald yeah. Pleasance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, so we have the uh babysitter who shows up with every book she's ever known uh to her babysitting job well they lori strode her coming to babysit i mean i'm not mad at them for it i don't but that's what that was my first read of her it's like okay they you know halloween set this template of you know babysitter so they've lori strode her it, it, it's very much trying to eat Halloween's leftovers, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. hmm Yep. And then um I don't know. Actually, maybe I should have offered this for the quote. Um 
the 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 refrigerator is stuffed there's even low-fat yogurt what a weird like i'm gonna stop the movie for about five seconds kind of moment like Chekhov's gun would indicate that the yogurt is going to be a load-bearing part of the plot now, but no, mm-hmm. it's just a comment about yogurt. Yeah. It's just a let's give a teenage girl an eating disorder level yeah. comment. But even then, it doesn't play into the story at all. It, it, it's, it's, the, it's the Vichyssoise m- moment from Batman Returns, which I like. But that means I like that movie. If I liked this movie, I'd be like, yeah, talk about yogurt all you want. Yep, yep. But yeah, she doesn't even go to the refrigerator. She doesn't drop any low-fat yogurt for the bad guy to trip over. She just, it's just a weird random comment. So my headcanon, now that you reminded me of the the low-fat yogurt, her way of saying fuck you to the doctors when she goes to his bar and drinks his Jameson's like, oh, you said low-fat yogurt. Yeah, well, guess what? I'm doing a shot. And now I'm doing a double. Yeah. And then I'm going to get an ice cream bar out of the freezer. And let it melt in your ashtray? Yeah. yeah. No, the, the doctor just had gold plates. That's just... Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that's my headcanon. Is like, oh, okay, you're going to say the, yo- the yogurt comment to me. Well, now I've just drank some of your your whiskey. Excellent. So, yeah, uh, I have to tell you a story about my kid um, because I'm an excellent parent. I'm an excellent parent. I (laughs) taught my kid about the opening 20 minutes of this film to the point that to this day, I could probably pick up my phone right now call my kid and go the call is coming from inside the house and they would freak out that's probably something i could do right now we're not going to test it because they'd probably get mad at me if i called them at 9 30 on a sunday but um yeah i could see that being frowned upon <laughs> especially if i woke them up that way but yeah, yeah for the longest time i could just look at my kid and say the call is coming from inside the house and they would go oh god <laughs> Because I'm that kind of parent. <laughs> Do we want to even talk about the middle? Is the middle even worth talking about? Yeah, yeah, we do. Let's talk okay. about it because we 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 have more interesting conversations when we don't like something. So let's talk about the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just a very bland '70s cop movie. All of a sudden. Yeah. No tension. Just you know, frumpy looking cop trying to dirty Harry his way out out of something. And it it becomes like the first 20 minutes is desperately wanting to be Halloween. The next hour desperately wants to be dirty Harry. But, you know, maybe Eastwood's the only one that can make that at all engaging. It's just, I mean, find him, don't find him. You still, you still didn't listen to Carol Kane when she called the first time. No, yeah. you didn't. Yeah. Mm-mm. Gosh darn it. Um, and I mean, they had, they had this remarkable actress who played Tracy. Um, and I, boy, did I like her because because yeah. she could go from this just really hard faced, um barfly to this really friendly um i mean she had range you know 
um so they had this really remarkable actress and i don't feel like they did much with her i feel like they could have done a lot more with her um right so i feel like they had a really missed opportunity there um and and i even want to give them a lot of props for not using some sexy 19 year old blonde for that role um you know they used an older woman so good on you for using an older woman and not you know and letting her look like an older woman good good for you but then i i just feel like they took this really great actress with a really interesting look and just didn't do anything with her no it was very disappointing um i almost feel like this film if if either one any of us were sitting in on the pitch meeting it feels like they're they had two different scripts and they they stitched them together like we couldn't or it's worse than that they had the first 20 minutes and said well we got to make a feature out of this and the guy just went back to his typewriter and kept typing without really an idea to get us to the end yeah because it's just so disjointed just that 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 seven-year jump and yeah and charles durning is not magnetic enough (laughs) to carry that 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 middle part at all i mean he's interesting interesting yes but but magnetic no you but that interest only goes so far Mm -hmm. yeah like his i'm gonna kill him i i didn't care I didn't yeah. feel like there was any emotional turmoil that went behind that choice. I didn't well, feel like there was any soul searching because it was mercenary. Like that—that's part. Of it. it was. It wasn't even him. Oh, I didn't listen to this babysitter. Had I done that, I—I I won't let that ever happen again. It was. Oh, here's some money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, like if he was trying to ease some guilt for not listening to mm-hmm. her, then okay. That is at least a little bit more believable, mm-hmm. especially in this time frame of seventies, like revenge. Right, thing. right. Um, when Durning's trying to chase the guy down on foot, that's just about the worst chase I think I've ever seen on film. I yeah. can't think of an example that would outpace it. And it almost feels like they're trying to play it for laughs. Like, look at right. that. Like the look at the fat guy who can't. It's keep up. waddling, yeah. But then they don't play it for laughs, and I'm like, you either got to commit to the we're looking, we're laughing at the fat guy, or don't go there. Just one or the other. If you're gonna, yeah. if you're gonna make us laugh at the fat guy, let's go full on with the fat shaming, or don't. I mean, and by the way, don't fat shame, okay? But also, it's 1979, so of course they were going to fat shame. But right. either commit to it or don't. The only good thing about that chase is when they don't mask his stunt double running. <laughs> and he goes through the door like the Kool-Aid man. Like, that's the only <laughs> good thing about that chase. <laughs> okay, that and- was that was... I don't think that was intentional. <laughs> that was pretty wild. <laughs> oh, I don't either. Yeah. But I'm sitting there just Come watching, on. like, okay, let's, here we go. And then I'm like, oh, that's, that's not, 
<laughs> Charles Durning is like, that is a very tired stunt man that is done. <laughs> Fuck these tours in particular. Yeah. Okay, that was pretty funny. I don't know if it was supposed to be, but that was pretty funny. <laughs> when those doors just flew off the hinges. <laughs> okay. But don't fat shame. No. Okay, 1979, don't fat shame. 1979, as they've got their Pall Had they Mall fat cigarette. <laughs> we would have complained about that. Yes. Yeah. But it wasn't just a black hole of interest just it, it, it gra- the, the gravity so dense that my uh, my attention as a moviegoer could not ex- escape it it just yeah and then and then and then we suddenly decided to take this really terrifying guy who was just this voice on the phone scaring us and then make him sympathetic which that explains my note here. I didn't want or need. I didn't want or, yeah, like, I have a note here and we're all going to laugh. I owe Rob Zombie an apology. And I was like, why would I think that? Why would I write it? And then I was like, you said that. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is bullshit. And Rob Zombie was trying to not do it bullshit. He didn't quite get there, but he was trying. God bless him. <laughs> so I owe Rob Zombie an apology. <laughs> Yeah, no, Rob Zombie did it well. It was bullshit, yeah, but yeah, Rob Zombie yeah. did it well. It was he, still he... bullshit, but... Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, by making me feel sorry for the guy, which I did, but it it took away from, you know, like with his scene with Tracy, his, his couple of scenes with Tracy, you know, while... On the one hand, I'm going, oh, my God, Tracy, kick him in the nuts and throw him out the door. Um, there's another part of me going, oh, Tracy, give him a cup of coffee. And and like, I did not want to be feeling that because, you know, he's going to murder you with his bare hands and rip pieces of you off. So please kick him in the nuts and throw him in the hallway. Well, and then the next shot, like you talk about mixed messages the next shot after he leaves after she's been kind to him he's trying the fucking door handle to get back in right like what are you doing movie what are you doing Mm -hmm. like don't give us this sympathetic scene where you know he's getting beat to hell at the bar and then she feels sorry for him he's like well okay and then turn around and let's jiggle that door handle. It's like, no. Like, the audience hasn't forgotten, despite <laughs> your best efforts, of him saying it took the corner six days to reconstruct the kids that he yeah. killed with his bare hands. He dis- And this is 1979 again. He dismembered two white children. We really should not be feeling any sympathy for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Upper class kids. Kids with money. Yeah. That's not supposed to happen. <laughs> 1979, I'm surprised they didn't execute him. Right. White upper class kids from a doctor. I'm surprised he didn't get a lethal injection. All right, no, this would have been the chair. The chair. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Carter. <laughs> well. <laughs> no, no. 
America would have been a utopia if Carter had won a second term. There, I said it. Realized I left that comment hanging out there, not as an ironic, like, but which is what it was intended, but like as as a real, like, pro Reagan statement, which is not where I wanted to go. I was going to say, you are definitely not uh, pro Ronnie. No, that's demonstrably so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's recorded. That's out there. But yeah. But to be fair, the guy was apparently on a ton of psychiatric meds and then he's suddenly off a ton of psychiatric meds. And I'm not on a ton of psychiatric meds. I'm on this much psychiatric meds. And if I go off them suddenly, I'm hey, a mess. So you're you're dismembering yuppie children. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No, I'm I'm in my room with the lights off and a pillow clutched to my chest sobbing uh so anyway uh we do group therapy after the show yeah. Donna. <laughs> everybody knows we are pro take your meds on this show take your meds anyway i'm just saying you go off your meds and suddenly it's a little disaster and he's on a lot of meds so he went off a lot of meds suddenly um yeah he's a disaster and um, I'm not surprised he's having some trouble. And see, to me, by that statement, it should have been a spree. That's an excellent point. Durning Dern- is following the bodies. Like, that's what it should have been. And that probably mm-hmm. would have made it a more interesting movie and definitely amped up the danger for Carol Kane in the third act. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I think that, yeah, I think Max probably closer on somebody just typing and not looking what they're typing (laughs) yeah feeling a runtime like the distributor said it has to be x amount of minutes or we're not interested and he was like okay (laughs) yeah yeah i think kenzie you are right it should have been a trail of bodies leading back to carol kane and and that that would have been a much more interesting movie um Having said that, the moment that she gets up in the restaurant and walks to the phone is one of the most anxiety-inducing moments, even though you know what's coming. Oh, God, you know what's coming. You know what's coming. (laughs) And you sitting there, just that tension in your body, it's really one of the better moments on, on film for me. And watching her walk to that phone and knowing what she's going to hear when she picks it up whew, is it's a really good moment on film, which leads us back to the shit sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I have issues with Carol Kane in the third act, not Carol Kane, but just her character. Uh, you know, we've seen a lot of these legacy sequels for lack of a better term because it's not really a legacy sequel that we're dealing with here but the the trauma time time passes trauma returns sort of construction uh she seems way too well adjusted for what she had gone through and the only reason that is is because she needs to be surprised by the return of the killer Mm -hmm. And, and i i you know, uh, there's that scale of Laurie Strode in in the new Halloween movies to this. There's got to be a middle ground. Maybe it's Laurie Strode in Halloween H2O. I think it's even a little bit closer to this where you're try- you've tried to move on, but you have little quirks. Like when, when they have the babysitter come in, 
she should have some degree of anxiety, even if she isn't quite willing to define what that anxiety is. Maybe she's just a, a micromanaging sort of babysitter sitter employer. Like it's this, 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 and this. And if anything goes wrong and check, check the children every 20 minutes, check the children. Um, but that doesn't happen. She's just like, Oh, well, we're going out to dinner. The eighties are, the eighties are about to start and we have to be, we have to begin being yuppies like tonight. If we're going to catch the train. 79 was there were pagers in 79. No, there weren't. No. Me, no. But. Okay. No, yeah. I'm, I'm a decade too early. It was pagers yeah. were, were nineties. Okay. Okay. Eighties a little bit. Yeah. But by 79, I mean, maybe they could be out there, but it would be the hyper rich that would get them. Not okay. regional say recently promoted regional sales manager yeah. or whatever the hell he was. But you're you're right. She should have been a whole lot more. Here's the number of the restaurant. Here's mm -hmm. here's the number of the police, the fire, the the. Um, we should have seen a lot more um, trauma. We should have seen a lot more trauma from her. Yeah. Even not even having her say it, having her walk by the by her phone, and there's a list of here's you know just written down fire police here's you know where we're going to be just a note for the babysitter i think that or even like and this was a weird thing that happened in both cases the kids never met the babysitter so for the kid in the context of the kids there's some stranger in the house anyway yeah so it should be like hey kids this is your babysitter or even have a, an established relationship with the babysitter oh it's your favorite babysitter this guy um and so that you know hey if anything if anything scary happens you know you can always pop out of bed Babysitter will be here and, you know, she could take care of it. Have fun, kids. Bye. Mm -hmm. So I am going to submit one thing into evidence here, uh, talking about her trauma. Mm -hmm. This is 1979 and she is pretty waspy and you cannot let that deal. You cannot have that. A, is she that waspy? We talked about this off mic. B... I think I, I'll admit that trauma was really not invented until 1986. Uh, so <laughs> now it's also entirely possible that she's stoned and or drunk. Possible. Look, I mean, that also, you know, that she she may be self-medicating her ass off. Yeah. Take prescribed meds. Do not self-medicate the complete package. Maybe that's the thematic thing is, is medicate with a doctor's guidance. Mm -hmm. Possible, possible. But yeah. even, even if she was medicating like Laurie Strode in H2O and in the, the later movies was definitely self-medicating. Oh yeah. But it's not like you missed the trauma in the self-medication. It wasn't like if Carol Kane's character is self-medicating, she is doing it at exactly the right level unless it's this is the night when he comes back. Maybe she thinks it's the right level. And so then she is not prepared because it's the night that maybe that he comes back. Yep. Gang, we don't really have a lot of a lot of thoughts on this shit sandwich middle film. Watch the first 20 minutes, and honestly, I think you're good. Just watch that. Watch the yeah. first 20 minutes, skip to the last 15 minutes. Yeah. 
And I think you could probably even go without the last 15. Really. I, I see that's kind of me. I would just say just do the first 20 minutes because that that is a tight tension. Maybe see the dinner scene Donna's talking about just to, yeah. to watch that that walk to the phone. And then definitely think, skip the middle. Yeah. yeah. I think don't you're good. waste your time with the middle. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Well, the middle shit. <laughs> yeah, the middle's not good. It's not good. No not good i had a note right at the end where does a movie like this go from here right at the end of the first 20 minutes i was like oh the answer is nowhere i just i'm 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 really curious how long it's going to take me to once again forget the middle exists i will say probably when we finish recording this podcast because that's how un uh because i remembered as it started i was like oh shit, I've got the middle to deal with. Like when I was watching this on Friday night, I was like, oh, there's the middle. See, I hadn't completely forgotten the end existed because when when she started heading for the door, I was like, oh wait, there's that scene when she's grown up. So I hadn't completely forgotten the end, but I completely forgot the middle. So, okay, anyway. So Macula has our quote. Yes, uh, I'll show you a badge when you open up the goddamn door. Beat, beat, beat. I don't have a badge. <laughs> <laughs> which, as I recall, then continued with, I have a license, <laughs> which I left at home. <laughs> so you get the sense that this, this guy may not be all together, and you just <laughs> hope he doesn't carry the rest of the movie, and then, oh, wait, there he is. <laughs> yep, there he is. So, anyway. <laughs> We we really did talk about doing ver different takes on that first 20 minutes. You know, have you checked the children? Why haven't you checked the children? It was a little too on the nose for us. And as you know, we try not to to go that route, even though those are iconic lines. But yeah, the badge. <laughs> but... Also, just by the way, what city are they in? What city are they in? Uh, Vancouver, Massachusetts. <laughs> How do you know that? I don't. I, I made it up. Oh, okay. See, I was going to say <laughs> Chicago, Massachusetts. So that's yeah. fine. Okay. Uh, because she like, just leaves her door open. After she lets him in, she just watches him come in. And then she just follows him in with her door wide open. What the fuck, Tracy? I can't even with the doors in this movie and not locking the doors. Y'all do not understand. Like, I can't. I live out in the boonies. I mean, like, I live out in the wilderness. She does. It's true. We've been there. There are yeah. waffles. <laughs> and this like, I don't go through a door without locking it. Like, I live out in the middle of nowhere where you should be able to trust your neighbors. And I don't go through a door without locking it. So if you're in the middle of the bad part of what appears to be a fairly large town, shut your door <laughs> and lock it. Yeah, you got it. It's a two part process. Shut and lock your door. What the fuck, Tracy? Like, I cannot tell you as being a child growing up in the 80s, which as we know was the wild, wild west. My mom was always you shut the, when you get home, shut the door, turn around, lock it. Don't worry about the deadbolt because we don't have keys for the deadbolt, but you do. <laughs> that was when you go to bed was you lock the deadbolt, but you you get home, you shut the door and you lock it. That's that's it. 
get a new deadbolt donna what's the that's a lot to unpack we'll we'll, we'll what, go. Uh, what are we making carol kane's husband's new money <laughs> <laughs> oh Matthew right. also have our rule <laughs> uh okay don't you can kind of get it right there under any circumstances do what anyone in this movie does ever yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know the conversation with the door actually led perfectly like was a great segue into it our was. rule like that was that was nice that it was, was. Real, that was real nice. some good podcasting there team yeah good job <laughs> go us <laughs> you you might almost think that we have it together you'd be wrong but yeah you might almost think from that that was right. just pure serendipity yeah indeed agreed all right and donna you have our poll i do have our poll and our poll question this week is why haven't you checked the children <laughs> yeah yeah after the se- after the first call it's a crank call fine, don't check the children, because you're under directions not uh, to bother the children, because they are wealthy and really shouldn't be bothered by your bougie, you know, <laughs> junior college textbook sort of life there. The yogurt's in the fridge, lady. That's what you're here for. And um, low fat, by the way, because you're getting a little hippie. Yeah. I'm a doctor, by the way. Uh, <laughs> by the second call, you don't open the door to just glance on the mangled bodies within? I mean... (laughs) I mean, and apparently this has gone on for a few hours. I mean, at what point do you think, maybe I should? Maybe I should? Was it you, Donna, that said if she did, she'd die? I think I I said if she did, it would be a much shorter movie. Yeah. Which, honestly, Carol, I adore you, but uh, it would have been a sacrifice to benefit mankind. Or at least this podcast. Yeah. Or at least this podcast, yeah. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, so why? Um, I do have an answer. It may not be a good answer, but the answer was that the children were sick and it took mom a long time to get them to go to sleep and she was cautioned not to wake them up. Right, but how long is a long time? Like, is it like five minutes, maybe ten? Like, for... <laughs> yeah. Like... I'm just, I'm putting it out there because I know me. And after that first phone call, I probably would have been like, well, maybe I should check the children. Maybe that's mm-hmm. not a bad idea. I would have now done the peek in. Right. The peek in. But not like a full on lights on. Wake up. Right. Susie, wake up, Tommy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Why, why didn't. Uh, okay. So, so our, our guy, our guy Beckley eviscerates the children. That doesn't make a noise. This this is a question I pondered and then my brain skated right back off because I did not want to spend too much time thinking about it. Okay, there's two kids. Yeah. Okay. Which which means one, one of them watch the other. Yeah. It's gonna wake up. So like unless he just, unless he held them together and just wishboned them. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, but. I don't want to have to imagine how this would work logistically, but the movie is presenting me with this information. I have to parse it out somehow. Yeah. But like, but stacked on top, like just literally like holding them both by ankles so that they're kind of, you know, clanging ball. Yeah. Just clank. So my only, my only 
thought this is and this is as far as i'm going to deep dive into this here is that their killing was fast and all of the mutilation was post-mortem there it is okay i'll 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 let i'll go with that you I mean, know that, it's the only way it works that's yeah. because, the only way it works yeah because because then he would have time to mm. which not, is less horrific yeah it's still not great i'm just i want to preface this it's still not great is there a level at which child murder and dismemberment becomes great <laughs> you know what? that's fair yeah that's, that's that's fair <laughs> that's fair that's that's a good point yeah. i was like hey we wish you hadn't done it but <laughs> i respect the way in which you did <laughs> I mean, if you'd done it this other way, you would have been a monster. But you did right. it this way, so you're cool. You're cool. This was humane. Hey, this was- <laughs> it, with this movie and how it tries to humanize this guy, it tracks. Right. Hey, have you been Have you been listening to this horror movie podcast where they talk about the rules of euthani- uh, euthanizing animals? Because I think you have. Because <laughs> I think you took some of these lessons to heart. <laughs> I mean, we always say listen to Dr. Donna, so... And on that note, a happy place this way. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go first and I'm going to be greedy because I have two happy places this week, just so we're clear. The first one is our fantastic editor, Billy, has bought me an inflatable hot tub that is in <gasps> my backyard and it is fantastic. Nice. And, and I love it so much. Nice. And I didn't know I needed it in my life, but I needed it in my life. And it's great. That's fantastic. My second happy place is last Sunday, we went and saw Weird Al in Midwest City. And it's it's all he's doing is his like, it's not his parodies. It's not what he's known for on his concerts. It's a it's his B-sides, for lack of a better term, the lesser known original songs. My Baby's I, in Love with Eddie Vedder, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. I have three songs that I love with all of my heart. I've heard him do one of them live, which he did on the, the last version of this tour. All three of them, weirdly enough, come f- come off his album in 3D. The man played all three of them, and I lost my fucking mind. Like, it was great. Because the first one is Nature Trail to Hell. I've never heard that live. It's just a slasher film. That's what he's talking about. It's fantastic. The next one, which I had heard before, was Buy Me a Condo. And it's very, it's a police sounding song. It's just, it's, it's goofy. It's just, you know, it's fun. The final one that I've never heard and I love with all of my heart is Midnight Star. And it's about a tabloid newspaper. And it's just all these tabloid headlines, you know, like the ghost of Elvis is living in your den kind of thing. And he played that one. And I looked over at Billy when it started. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? And I lost it. And it was cool, too, because my brother and his girlfriend, they went with us. Uh, it's been a bucket list for his girlfriend to always go and see Weird Al performance. Like, well, we can I can help with this. We can we can do this. So, yes, I'm I have two happy places this week, gang. And that's them. Awesome. I'm also going to take two. All right. Um, my first is um, the feeling of getting utterly lost in a video game. Um. I may have already mentioned No Man's Sky. I, that may have been my happy place last week. I don't or last time. I don't remember. But just that feeling of just getting lost in a video game. It's just um, 
just a wonderful feeling and I enjoy it. And I have been just getting lost in No Man's Sky and I really enjoy it. And the second is that I have been compared to Carol Kane. Whee! Those are those are great happy places. I like yes. them. What's my happy place? Uh, you you took uh, the 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 great spouse uh, lane from me, Kenzie. So <laughs> you can you hey, it, it's it's a big lane, Mac. You know what? It's a big lane. It's a big yeah. You're right. Uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. My wife's my, my happy place. Uh, you know the the grad school semester has started. Uh, work is <laughs> work, and uh, it's not like I'm on too few podcasts at the moment so uh my my days are fairly full uh but uh laura's that calm in the ocean so yeah that's what i'm gonna go with excellent and the second one since we're all taking two it's the picture of harrison ford and uh i can't remember how to say his name uh kehu kwan yeah yeah uh they they happen to meet see each other at d23 and took a picture and it's all over my Twitter feed just and to see Harrison Ford delighted by anything is is enough to keep us going for a year. Yeah, wonderful. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We are on all social media. You can find us at beyondcabininthewoods.com or Facebook page Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, our Instagram and Twitter at Beyond Cabin. I'm on Instagram and Twitter as at Callista77. You can find me at Dragon Goblin. There's no I in Goblin. Usually on Twitter, I'm posting political stuff. And usually on Instagram, I'm posting empowering memes. But uh, that's where you find me. You can find me on Twitter at Party Apocalypse. There's an Instagram. There's nothing there. Um partyapocalypse.com uh, books blogs movie reviews other podcasts the uh, the fourth wall the holodeck is broken friendables two t- friends talking about hannibal lecter as the myth turns and this show so you've already stumbled upon it if you're listening to this in some fashion uh that's it all right and as always thank you to our editor billy who uh, makes us sound fantastic we do appreciate it and don't read the latin but check the children